welcome back to No Words Left Unspoken. I'm your host, writer, poet, and playwright, DJ Daydreamer. Thank you for joining me for another episode with another very special guest, Mona Swain. I am so excited to sit down with her and pick her brain and even play a game or two. I call her everyone's favorite Georgia Peach, and I am so excited for you to hear what she has to say as well. Until then, sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and enjoy No Words Left Unspoken. Hello everyone and welcome back to No Words Left Unspoken. I am your host, writer, poet, and playwright DJ Daydreamer. Thank you for joining us. Today we have a very special guest. She is a social media personality, actress, and singer. You've seen her on Instagram, TikTok, and stage and screen. Please welcome everyone's favorite Georgia Peach all the way from Hotlanta, Miss Mona Swain. How are you today, Mona? Hi, I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today. So let's get into some questions. As you know, this is a creative arts podcast and we love surrounding ourselves with the magic of stories. So share your story with us. How did you decide to get into acting? What made you decide that acting was something for you? Um, Well, I was a choir kid when I was in elementary school. And every year at the end of our school year, we would celebrate by going to Six Flags. Um, But this particular year, my fifth grade year, instead of going to Six Flags, we decided to put on a musical and the show was Aladdin. Um, And ever since then, I've been in love with theater and acting and I've been doing it ever since. Sounds great. Sounds amazing. So was there a defining moment for you when you realized that this was something you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Or would you say it was more of a combination of moments? It's definitely been a combination of moments, just specific um, moment, moments through my rehearsal process, um, through um, the run of shows. I was like, yeah. This is, this is the feeling. This is the feeling I want to feel for the rest of my life. That sounds incredible. I can definitely relate to that. So um, were there any specific role models that you've looked up to in your career? Uh, Patina Miller is definitely my biggest role mo- model in the theater world. I also love Zendaya. I love Carrie Washington. I think she's a beautiful actress. Um, and... I have so many. Um, I love Natalie Portman as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as I said, you have experience both on stage and on screen. Is there one that you prefer over the other or do you love them both sort of in an equal amount? I think my heart will always lie with the theater because that's just where my foundation is. That's where my heart is. I love film and TV, but theater, I have a very, very special love for theater. I can 100% relate to that. I'm the exact same way. I love TV and I love movies, but I also do sort of have a soft spot for the theater. Um, So you have a lot of experience on stage and I find that highly impressive. Tell us about some productions you've been in. What have you done? Um, I've done, I did Legally Blonde, um, Catch Me If You Can, Sister Act, uh, She Loves Me, Aladdin, of course, was my first. Damn Yankees, those are probably the most notable ones. This goes on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so do you have any backstage rituals or memories? 
uh backstage rituals um I definitely always do a really solid vocal warm-up depending on the character I'm playing for sure um just getting in the right voice uh placement that I need to be in um backstage moment I love being in a really connected cast and so I've been in some shows where all my friends have been in the show and I've also been in some shows where I didn't know anybody as much and I wasn't able to make new friends um but I really love getting personal and getting really close with my castmates. Sounds amazing. I can definitely relate. There's no stronger bonding agent than the theater. I've definitely found a bunch of comfort and a lot of good friendships in my time on and off stage. So has there ever been a defining moment for you where you felt like this was your peak and this was something you definitely wanted to do for the rest of your life? Describe a moment when you were like, this is definitely the ideal situation and this is definitely what I would love to do for the rest of my life and I know this for sure now um this uh probably my senior year I did uh the aiming corner by James Baldwin which is my favorite production I've ever done it was the first time I was ever like the lead of a show which was really cool um it was so I loved everything about that show from the rehearsal process to the run of the show. I remember being in the show and being on stage during this specific production and being like, I am in literal heaven right now. Like there's nothing I would rather be doing than this right now. Sounds fascinating. That sounds really interesting. And I definitely would love to do more research on that. So for our listeners who don't know what the Amen Corner is, could you maybe describe the premise and what it's about for us? Yes, the show follows this uh, female preacher in Harlem in the early 60s, I would say, um, probably, probably a little earlier than that. Um, and it basically shows her downfall pretty much. So the show, the ending is kind of bittersweet. There really is no happy ending for the show, but it basically kind of just shows, shows what it's like to be a single Black mother um and also being in the church a, a public figure in the church as well during that time period which was very hard obviously for a woman um and I got to play uh Margaret her name is Margaret and I got to play that character so it's basically yeah it just follows her journey um that whole show absolutely sounds very powerful and like I said I'd love to see it I'm definitely gonna check that out and do more research on that immediately uh, I always love reading a good news script. It's also a very interesting point that you bring up about people of color, specifically black people um, and Latinx people and every other kind of community in Broadway and theater and in other sort of media mediums, if you will. Where do you think the future of Broadway and people of color lie? Where do you see this going in the future? I always like to say that the theater is 10 years behind everybody else. Um, as progressive as the industry is, I still feel like there's a lot of work to be done, especially in comparison to other industries. Um, uh, I've definitely seen us come a long way even since quarantine. And I'm really hoping that um, when Broadway does, come, uh, does start back up in the fall, that they will have learned a lot from this year off and that we're gonna make it some big, big, big changes. I totally agree. I definitely have seen some changes made so far and I definitely still feel like we have a ways to go. So I feel like there's progress made and 
it's slow but steady. So, what else are you looking forward to in your career? What else do you hope to do? Are there any, like, dream roles you're hoping to get, or what's your plan? Huh. Well, the biggest dream is definitely to originate a role on Broadway. Um, that is, uh, I couldn't tell you what the show was, can tell what the show was about, but I would really love a show written for me because, you know, I am uh, specifically lower in that alto range as a voice type and so there's not really a lot of um lead leads written for girls I feel like with my voice type so um ideally they'd write one for me <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will I actually have a play that I wrote and been sitting on that has a character that would be great for you okay I'd love to hear more about it totally I'll send you the script I really like it and I enjoyed writing it so are there any other pieces of advice or pearls of wisdom you would give to people who are just starting out in this industry? Um, you're always going to run into people that are further ahead in their training than you or not as far ahead in their training as you. I've definitely run into both in different points of my career. I've been in professional shows with um, people who can't even read music. And I've also been... Um, in beginner's classes and just learning how to do something with people who seem like they've been doing this for their whole lives. Um, it can be a little discouraging sometimes. It can be a little hard to assess where you are in this industry because I feel like so many people are in so many different places, regardless of how old they are. Um, if this is really your passion, there's nothing that's gonna stand in your way when it comes to pursuing this. And I genuinely believe that. I've definitely hit a lot of roadblocks, definitely. Uh, second guess my, I second guess myself all the time to this day. Um, this is something that I'm so passionate about. This is something I know I want to do. Therefore, nothing is going to stop me from, from doing it. <laughs> Sounds great. I can definitely relate, especially being like a lower alto. They never know what to do with us. They're just like, what do we do? I don't know where to put these people. <laughs> Ladies are put us in the, in the ensemble. <laughs> yeah exactly they're like uh well i guess ensemble then <laughs> yeah like you said either old ladies or ensemble they don't really know what else to do and i can definitely relate in the sense of feeling like a beginner because i have been on stage since i was about 12 years old and i've been writing plays since i was eight but it's definitely been a weird experience in the sense that I'm on stage with people who have been taking dance lessons since they were like four or violin lessons since they were three. And I'm still sitting here, you know, learning how to read music, learning what choreography is, what certain terminologies are and what all of that means. And so it's definitely a relatable feeling for sure. This is particularly relatable when you're one of only a few people of color in the cast as well because it definitely feels like they don't know what to do. Um, sometimes with hair, sometimes with makeup. It's always sort of a different experience and I can definitely relate on that sense. So I definitely feel where you're coming from when you speak of these things because I relate and I've been there. So switching you up, are there any questions that you would like to ask me about anything? Yeah, when did you start getting into theater? What was your first show? <laughs> Great question. Well, I originally started when I was 12 years old in a theater camp, and we did two productions in one summer. We did Footloose, and we did High School Musical. And they were both really interesting and fun experiences for me. 
in Footloose, I got to play a cowgirl, and I had a dance solo in Let's Hear It For The Boy, and it was really exciting for me, but also sort of nerve-wracking, because like I said, I was 12 years old and had no idea what to do. And the next summer, we did Annie and Mary Poppins, and when I was in Annie, I actually got to play Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and that was really exciting for me as well. And people still ask me to this day how I was able to get that role, and to this day, I honestly couldn't tell you. Then in high school, I did a production of Our Town and then The Little Mermaid. So I've definitely found a comfort and a home on the stage, and I've enjoyed it very much. But I also still feel more of a comfort and familiarity with writing plays and poetry and things like that. And so I definitely sometimes enjoy that a little bit more, but I still love acting. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It's been really fun, honestly. And as nerve-wracking as it is, it's worth it because I get to tell great stories and meet great people, like the one sitting in front of me, like you. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you for this deep and meaningful conversation. Thank you for joining us on another great episode of No Words Left Unspoken, and a special thank you to my guest, Mona Swain. It has been an absolute joy and pleasure getting to talk with you and pick your brain. It's been a joy, as always, and I can't wait to do more with you in the future. Maybe I might even have you back for a second part. Who knows? Until then... Join us next time for another special episode with another special guest, and I will see you then. Until then, keep daydreaming.